E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. Hi everyone and welcome to another exciting podcast we've got for you. Uh, this is a, a really different uh, podcast compared to some of our usual podcasts we do. Uh, I've been working with uh, Jerome, who's going to speak to us very shortly, uh, for some time now. And I'm always bowled over by his enthusiasm and passion for anything Amazon, really. So um, it's, it's really exciting to get him involved. Uh, and really, today's podcast is about vendors. Uh, the difference between seller and vendors uh, and this gentleman is a real expert in the vendor side of things uh, and I can't wait to get him on so so let's do that so Jerome welcome thank you very much Andy so Jerome why don't you just tell us a, a little bit about uh, you like your your backstory if you like you know what where are you based and what are you currently sort of how did you get to where you are now Yes, sure. So I'm based out of Luxembourg, uh, so in the middle of Europe, and uh, I've set up my company in 2013. So uh, I, my background is really uh, brand management and distribution. I was head of Europe for a, a Chinese brand for a long time, and I had to handle all the distribution issues, pricing, strategy, and all things to, to grow the brand, uh, our brand in, in Europe and in Middle East. And then I, I set up my own company and I realized that a lot of brands were struggling uh, to understand and to work with Amazon. So my job basically is to do whatever it takes to grow those brands and quicker and share the understanding. So we always start with a bit of training on understanding how Amazon works, what the, how the algorithm works, what, what are the uh, key success factors on Amazon. And then we enable that strategy with them. Uh, either we do it for them or they do it themselves and basically the idea is to grow as quick as possible on Amazon and outgrow the competitors yeah which is always the the, the game plan with new people coming in isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah okay right in so let, let's let's uh, do a little bit of uh, you know, what is what is a vendor account let's get right into the nitty-gritty so how does a vendor account different between a vendor account and a seller account what's the yes so you've got two different ways of selling on Amazon uh, if you use the Amazon words one is marketplace so seller one is retail which is the vendor side so if you if you the acronym one is b2c and one is b2b2c so when you're a seller you use amazon as a service provider so to speak uh, where they will stock your products they will probably uh, ship it if you're doing fba so this is a seller side on the other side on the vendor side you're using amazon as a dealer or as a wholesaler if you want. They will buy your products, uh, stock them, and sell them themselves. So, whereas as a seller, you can decide what price you're selling. When prices, recommend selling price or street price, but you can't tell them at what price they will be selling. So they will be like a dealer uh, and selling. It's only that it's one of the biggest dealers in the world. So that's where the different lays. And then customers, in terms of customer experience, people will see when you're a seller, it's your own shop. So it's my shop selling. And if it's FBA, it's delivered by Amazon. If it's... (laughs) 
if not a vendor, then it's Amazon selling. So in this case, people think they are, and they are buying from Amazon directly. Which essentially they are to a degree. Exactly. Yeah. The, the and in terms of customer experience, uh, you, you've got let's say in terms of uh, what customer prefers, generally speaking, uh, the least they prefer is when it's delivered by uh, the brand, so FBM, fulfilled by merchant. That's where you don't know if the, the logistics will be good there, and you've got people are okay it's it's delivered by amazon and then they the amount of uh, uh trust in the brand is is bigger when it's sold by amazon so in terms of customer experience you say okay if it's amazon selling i know i will have zero problem in, in the delivery or in the customer uh experience customer experience okay so how does someone choose between one or the other or or, or do you not get the option to choose <laughs> Anybody can can go on or can start as a seller. If you have a company, uh, registered company with a VAT number, with everything. If if you don't have a VAT number, you can talk to Andy. Obviously, he will be helping. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> a bit of product placement here. Um, the the seller. So anybody can be a seller. You have to pay for it, and it's and. Amazon will take anybody, brands, wholesalers, dealers, anybody. Uh, so that's simple. On the vendor side, it's on invitation only. So either you have already a seller account or your brand is so well known or uh, it's an area where Amazon wants to grow. Uh, for example, in B2B today, Amazon wants to grow. So they're looking actively for B2B brands. Yeah. So in this case, you will get invited uh, proactively by Amazon. If not, then you need to know someone who can help you to get an invitation. So that would be me. Um, the, 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 the condition on that is that you're a brand. Uh, the, Amazon is now blocking the system that if you're not a brand, you cannot get listed as a vendor. In the past, wholesalers managed to have vendor accounts and still probably have them. But they are really gradually trying to uh, make sure that only brands have this access to the vendor system. Um, another thing to note is that in Europe, it's still... Uh, easy-ish to get an invite invitation because they're still open and they're still growing. Yeah. In the States, it's impossible to get an invitation. Well, it's very, very difficult. So you've got either... Uh, there is no doors open to get a contact. So either you are a seller already doing a, a certain, you know, a good sales and they will get in touch yeah. or, uh, well, you need to have a brand sufficiently important to do that. But the only way really is to start as a seller. Okay, so the, so the key point there really is that, first of all, you need to have a brand and you need to have a successful brand, I guess. Uh, and therefore, then, if you've then got, if you can then tick those boxes, then either, depending on where you're based, certainly in Europe, and obviously our listeners are focused on Europe for, for this podcast, is that actually it's via invitation only, but potentially if they could get in contact with yourself, then there might be a way of opening the door um, potentially for them um, through your contacts. Okay, that's great. Okay, so so once once you're in then, how does a vendor account differ to a seller account? So 
both accounts are in terms of uh, back office. So you've got Seller Central and then you've got Vendor Central. Vendor Central is very different to Seller Central in the outlook um, and the way you uh, update product and the way you do AMS and everything. Uh, for example, AMS is, is another website which is uh, not in the same. Retail analytics, which is sort of all the uh, data you get, is very different. So, in terms of uh, management of the account, you need to learn uh, a new system, so to speak. Uh, then, in terms of um, ordering and uh, order process, basically the concept is on vendor. They, you can decide to have one day where you receive order, so that would be on the Monday, let's say, and then you need to be able to deliver within the Friday, and that's one of the reasons some brands cannot can or cannot be uh, a vendor because they can't they can't deliver within that window and the other thing is that if you're in if you have had experience with a, as a seller and you do fba and you ship your export boxes and everything is very simple when you're a vendor amazon will probably buy one piece of each at the beginning a small quantities and then get going if your brand has been uh for a long time on Amazon and you'll probably by buying bigger quantities but you need to, to expect or to be ready to be to do really like you would do with any dealer which is if the dealer asks for one piece then you have to deliver one piece you can always try to set minimum uh, order values or minimum order quantities but that doesn't always work very well with the system so that's something you need to adjust and that's why also we we have brands to understand that's part of those things where okay do, do, would i fit that system is my logistics uh, strong enough is my accounting strong enough to follow because then you've got a lot of paperwork going on back and forth because then you you become you're selling to amazon and then amazon has got a huge system and for example just one example which uh, and he knows well about it. So VAT, they are not very good at handling VAT Amazon. Is. So you always have to check the invoices because if you're doing business with Germany, for example, they have where Poland and the Czech Republic. So if your own warehouse is in, in Germany, you could possibly send uh, goods without VAT to Germany and get returns uh, from Poland. Uh, with VAT or, or the other way around, ship, ship to uh, Poland. Sorry, I mix things. If you ship to Poland without VAT and get returns from Germany, it's the same product you sold to Poland. They send it back from Germany with VAT. So you really, these are the kind of things yeah, you need to be ready to handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and you need an expert in those areas, which obviously we'd love to help people with. But um, okay, so um, I mean, for me, but how does it differ then? So we've, we've, the, the 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 program itself is slightly different. The application, the the website, if you like. But as a seller, you sort of do everything. Yeah. So you do everything from the listing to the advertising to the customer service to the deliveries. What you know, literally all encompassing. How does a vendor account differ? Is it the same? or is there some differences in there to to make that easier it's 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 very much the same and send that you handle the the all the content you have to do everything uh same the the way you upload uh, the content is different yep. so there is uh there's a lot more uh, upload by excel files uh and and then uh, you have to contact the 
back office team of, of Amazon because a lot of uh, mistakes occur bef- between the Excel file and what really happens online. Um, so the, the, the con- in the concept is very similar. That, like you handle your advertising, you handle uh, your content. Uh, all the customer relationship though is handled by Amazon. So it's it's very much like if you're doing FBA because if you're doing FBA as a seller, uh, not uh, like any communication with the end consumer. Uh, on the orders is Amazon is doing as a event belongs to Amazon and they don't share anything on what's happening with end consumers on the on the order side. So in this case, you really it's really like a dealer. Is with a dealer you would not take care of you know what what's happening between him and and his customer. That's also the case. The rest is very similar. Okay. All right. Good. Now, so. How does so once you've sort of you've got in you you I presume that you as a vendor there's some differences in your costings and how you must negotiate with Amazon. Um, yes, indeed. Um, the because they they act as a seller uh, as a dealer. Sorry, they act as a dealer or wholesaler. So yes, they they buy and, and sell your products. The thing is, they are very different to any other dealer or online platform in that sense that the, there's not because get you have a category vendor manager who's in charge of a category, or you have an onboarding vendor manager, which is only in charge of onboarding new brands and will follow you for one year. Yeah. So from January to December, and the next year, they will say bye-bye, and then it's all self-service again. Yeah. Um, so what happens is uh, the vendor managers don't, don't talk much about prices because it's all run by the algorithm. So the system of Amazon will check um, the all, will figure in all to all the costs uh, into the product and will see if they are profitable uh, to sell your products. Yeah. Uh, so actually, you don't really have a discussion about prices, and I would advise not never to discuss prices with a vendor manager because he will probably tell you I need whatever percent margin, which actually he doesn't really know because it's all the system who's handling that, right. and they work on very tight margins anyways. So. <laughs> The system will compare what uh, you know, what at what price is a buy box, and what at what price he needs to be to own the buy box, and then he will go, you know, go back on that and see how much uh, he will ask in terms of, of, of pricing. Now that's on the price. On the other side is when you start, they will ask you will have to sign a, a co- what they say co-op agreements. So it's. Uh, Terms, let's say, uh, back-end terms. So yeah. you have mostly you have, yeah two or three. So one is the payment term. So yeah. it could be anything from ninety days, thirty days, ninety days with percentage. So this is where okay we have people give them a benchmark what normally goes. So it, it's very category dependent. So depending on the category, they will or the country. Sometimes they ask for ninety days, sometimes thirty days. It's not very transparent. The yeah. second thing is the marketing funding which are different from AMS. Basically, they say, okay, you need to give us a which we will spend to advertise your products. This is not transparent. You don't know exactly what they're doing with it, but that's what they ask. They can have a damage allowance. So that's something where they say, okay, uh, either you take care of all the uh, returns, effective returns, 
and we send over everything, you take care of it, or uh, you you pay your damage allowance, which would be four, six, eight percent or so, that's the same. So that's a kind of uh, discussions you can have. And then you've got another term, which is, uh, do you give right to Amazon to send you back overstock, uh, uh, meaning old stock, uh, like so that's the thing at the beginning, you need to be careful what there's agreements they will send you and on what you, you agree. But as it's an invite-only uh, system, sometimes it's uh, not very easy to discuss at the beginning because they say, okay, that's in our category, that's how, you know, that's the level and it's very difficult to negotiate. Right, okay. Yeah, okay, all right, well, perfect. So, I mean, as a, if people are listening to this and they're, they're currently in Seller Central and they've got a brand, what what should they should they be thinking that this is an opportunity for them, this is an option, or should they sort of just sit back and think, I'll just wait for someone to contact me? So that's where it's a decision uh, to take. The, the idea is uh, you've got three ways to work with Amazon. There's one is seller only, one is vendor only, one is hybrid. Uh, there's been a lot of talk that in the US on some categories they're starting to clean people who have got a hybrid strategy. On other categories it's not it's not the case and in Europe it's not the case. So it's interesting the hybrid strategy is interesting because you get a lot of you can get benefits and one of the strategies which can be worked on is saying I count on my books. I've got 2080, let's say, so I've got my 20%, which are really running well. That can be good products for Vendor Central because you get the push from Amazon behind. And when Amazon is selling, so the algorithm obviously is favoring mostly the, the Amazon sold products, they will probably do more advertising. And if you have the drive of Amazon, you can get extra gross probably. Um, and then on the rest, uh, on the on the long tail, keep it on sell essential because you don't have to worry about Amazon not buying and your product not being available and all on product where the price is sensitive. So it can be a good balance of things of doing it that way. Um, the the key is to make sure that what you offer in seller you don't offer in vendor. What you offer in vendor you don't offer in seller. It's a bad idea to make vendor and seller compete because namely because of the advertising because your advertising SP advertising only works when you own the buy box. So if you go so if seller vendor account the advertising will work one day from your seller account one day and that doesn't work very well for the advertising to work well you need to have it working on the on the longer span so the right idea is if if you believe and we've seen that multiple times and i would advise to look into it is going having a hybrid strategy is really making sure that you have a, a clear strategy of saying which products are going where and then when you, you can even have this, this discussion with amazon saying okay I'm putting that on the vendor side or the seller side for whatever reasons because you know the, the sales are not very good and it will be costly to do it through the vendor system we're doing on the seller side but you need to be very clear on that yeah okay so so there is an option there but you've you've got to basically come up with a strategy before you start doing that and start thinking about how that's going to work okay right exactly and yeah. most of the time when we start discussing with with customers it is you get okay but often people haven't had really a plan going with Amazon and they you know they say one of the sales guys yeah just do that you know just handle Amazon but the thing is that 
Amazon's so big, so strong, so quick, that it's very disruptive. And if you don't have a plan, well, yep. they will have a plan for you and they will disrupt your, your business. So it's very, very important to have as high as possible in the company, uh, a really a plan and an understanding. And most of the time when we start with a, a company, we do a training, a one day training, I come over and have a discussion with, with even the top management to really make everybody understand what it means to do business with Amazon because it will disrupt your business. Uh, you know, there's no question about that. So it's very important to share the good, share knowledge and have a plan and being agile about it because if something doesn't work to plan, uh, you need to, okay, pivot very quickly and say, okay, probably we got that wrong or the 2080 didn't work. Then you need to see how the trend is going. So if you see the trend is, shouldn't be that way, then something is wrong and you need to be very agile on that. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's e-commerce as a whole, isn't it? Being able to adapt to the market and change as quickly as you possibly can. And the quicker you can change and adapt, essentially, the more money you're going to make. And that's what we see with a lot of our clients. The ones that can adapt and change quickly are the ones that succeed the most, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Okay, now, so, I mean, that sort of leads into, you know, if people are listening, they're thinking, well, actually, there's perhaps an opportunity here for me, and I've got a brand, and I can tick some of those boxes. Um, I mean, I would suggest that the best person to get in contact and have a conversation with to start with would be Jerome if Jerome was obviously okay with that yeah of course it's a pleasure yeah. I, I thought you might be but I thought it was better off to ask <laughs> Very polite. Very polite. now Jerome if people want to um, get in contact with you how do they do that what's the best way of doing it so we uh, I'm very limited that's one way um, or by mail uh, by phone uh, I'm sure there's a way we can share on the on the blog on the webinar uh, my contact details and you can drop me an email or, or give me a phone call with pleasure I'll, I'll get back to you yeah we'll, uh, we'll definitely put those um, obviously wherever we post it there'll be information about you know with you with you tagged in there's no that, we'll always do that anyway so that's fine so that's good uh, okay so um, obviously you can get in touch with us as well global e-commerce experts uh, we've got a huge amount of opportunity and bits going on um, but one thing I did want to touch on before I, I sort of left was talking about how we um, launch programs and get programs off the ground because I know that Jerome's got a a bit like our EU expansion series I know that Jerome's got some a different take on, on what he does and how he does it and I just wanted to touch on that before we before we let him go basically Yes, uh, pleasure. Uh, I'm launching an Amazon launch program, Amazon uh, launch accelerator program for anybody who wants to get started on Amazon uh, and giving all this insight about between difference between seller and vendor. It's an eight-week uh, course program uh, with online videos and group sharing modules uh, where I will provide insights and we can work as a group also to share issues and, and see how we can learn all together and, and grow quicker. The idea is to teach you a way to get a, a hundred thousand business within one year on Amazon with the, the good uh, habits, a good mindset and, and the right tools to get, get it going with the right, having the right insights and the right information to get the, make the right plan and, and to drive your success quicker. Perfect. And when are you looking to launch that or is it already launched? 
first uh, pilot program which should start in May and May June uh, this year. So I'm I'm uh, creating the group uh, now. So the first seats have been sold, and I'm training first the first group where we get started, and we'll have more more exchanges and a lot of discussion there as a starting group to yeah. test the model. Perfect. And is that for people that is that people new to the Amazon concept? The idea is really yeah for people who don't feel comfortable they could have already launched but still don't understand or want to launch or just launched and they just yeah they don't get it and they probably say okay perhaps my plan was wrong or I, I lack uh, you know concepts or information to really get going so it's not for people who've been there for five ten years it's really people who've just started and really don't understand what's going on. Excellent. All right. Well, we look. We really look forward to sort of seeing that launch, and and we'll we'll obviously help share some of that information. No problem at all. So that's it from uh, this podcast today. Uh, it's been amazing uh, to speak to Jerome about vendors and how that difference between seller central and vendor. Um, I think it's been a unique experience and insight for some of our sellers. So if you've uh, enjoyed what you've uh, listened to, then please make sure you like, subscribe, and all those different things you need to do wherever you might be listening to this. Um, I. I think there's too many different options to say now isn't there just but please like us and, and leave a review we'd love it um and uh, you know remember to get in contact with the global e-commerce experts don't forget we've got the eu expansion series expand to the eu.com for people that have already expanded already for people that have already got amazon accounts and are looking to expand into europe it's a massive resource there that you can that you can go into um, but i really wanted to say thank you very much to jerome for an amazing um 20 30 minutes whatever we've done today uh, and say thank you very much so thank you very much jerome thank you andy bye-bye no worries thank you